everybody. Welcome to Season 2 of High Notes with Dr. B. If you are a longtime listener, then you know that I love to learn and I love inspirational stories told by amazing women such as yourself. If you are just now joining us, welcome. Thank you so much for giving this podcast a chance. Please subscribe and review. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi friends, I hope you're enjoying my friendship series. This is episode two and today my guests are Aaron and Tally. Since I am doing this series on friendship, of course I've looked up a lot of studies and done a kind of a deep dive about what it is to be female, adult, and have friends and what our friendships look like. And there are several myths out there. And here's what I want to share. I'm going to share some of these myths as we go along through the series. But one of the common misconceptions about adult friendships is that we should know how to make and keep friends as an adult. That's actually a myth. It is really difficult. I mean, we move, we're not as stable, we don't stay in the same place as often as we used to. Um, Also, values change over a time things happen, right? It's just the way it goes. But when we're trying to balance our lives and all the responsibilities that we have, sometimes friendships get put on the back burner. So these challenges that we experience in our friendships can kind of come and go. Like there might be time during our life that we have lots of friends, but then maybe if we're caring for a sick sick parent or maybe a sick spouse, or maybe we have small children, those friendships can wane because we're in different places, different times of our lives. And so thinking that you're going to maintain and that you know exactly how to maintain and keep these friends is a bit of a high goal. It's a little bit of a high hurdle. So we want to maintain friendships, of course, but there's also this struggle to expand our social circle and to disengage when we find that the relationship that we're in is actually unhealthy. So as wonderful as our technology is, and of course social media, it's always changing the way that we relate to each other and creating new opportunities for misunderstandings that we don't necessarily know how to manage. I mean, just consider 2020. What a year it was, right? And the political landscape and how people really threw down the gauntlet with friendships over some dude in the big house in a city far away that we don't even personally know. Aaron and Tally are friends of mine and uh, I really enjoy spending any amount of time I'm lucky enough to get with these two brilliant ladies. Erin is a psychotherapist and works in the Toledo, Ohio area. And Tally is an interior designer and clothing designer, costume designer, and is an amazing artist. Has a keen eye for color and form and design. And also works in the Toledo area. And they met 20 years ago and have been best friends or BFFs ever since. I mean, seriously, they call each other 
VBF, and if you don't know what that stands for, it's Very Best Friend, on Facebook. Hardly a day goes by on Facebook where one of them will post something and the other one is replying, hey, VBF, or hey, BFFF, best friends forever. Maybe I added one too many Fs, but anyway, you get the idea. It's very sweet and it's very sticky, but truthfully, enviable. These two have such a strong connection and it was born over one phone call. Listen to them gush about the first time they spoke to each other over the phone. Oh, did we talk on the phone, uh-huh. right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So instead of meeting in person for the first time, she like gave one of us the other's phone number. Yes. I think she gave Aaron my phone number mm-hmm. and Aaron called me and we, we talked. Just, we talked. And talked. We talked and, and talked. talked. We talked for, for like hours. two and a half or three and a half hours. We basically oh my gosh. Friend, we fell in friend love right away. We did. It was friend love at I first. I fell hard. At, I fell hard. At first auditory <laughs> sound. I don't know. So, um, so yeah, we spoke on the phone for hours and we really couldn't get off the phone. <laughs> wow. Like, you, oh. Okay, we're going to hang up now. You okay. hang up. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. No, you, bye. You didn't hang up. You hang up. You, you hang, hang up, up first. No, you, okay, ready. One, One two, two, three. three. You didn't hang up. You hang up first. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, it must have really been a connection because I can tell you right now, there is no one on earth that I want to talk on the phone with for two or three hours. Oh my God. I have the worst phone etiquette. I despise talking on the phone and my sister will even be like, I can tell you just want to get off now. And I'm like, I really do. This was 20 years ago. It was a yeah. little different. We, we, we would have been on landlines or cell phones. You oh, think so? you were probably one, Erin, uh, you were probably on a pink phone. Oh, probably. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I probably called my landline. Yeah. I, 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 was, sit, phone. I was sitting on my first 20 years ago. Come on. Room, and we lived four blocks away. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Oh. And we spoke on the phone for so really? long. And it was probably, yeah. Like we talked for at least two, if not there three was hours. No t- Well, so now you can see what I'm talking about. They had this immediate attraction over the phone, like you could hear the electricity going through the lines. But they've not met in person yet. And to bear in mind, they're both moms, as I've said, raising children. But uh, Erin is staying home with her kids, but she is selling some sort of a makeup you know, you can, you can probably fill in the blanks, but it's a makeup line where, you know, you have people under you and you try to sell and you go to makeup parties and all the, all that stuff. And, um, she thinks that maybe Tally might be a good fit to work as one of her consultants. But then she got word that Tally might actually sell dun, 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 Tupperware. Oh my gosh. I can't think of anything worse. No offense, Tupperware. But she is on a mission not to allow Tally to sell Tupperware. And this is the kind of magnetic personality that Erin has. Like if she thinks you shouldn't do something, she's going to come and tell you. And you can be sure that you'll be convinced that, indeed, you should do whatever it is she tells you to do because you will do it. Anyway, 
So they meet for the very first time at a jewelry party along the same lines. You know, somebody is selling jewelry at a party. They meet there. Tally is out of the house for one of the very first times in a very long time. And I can just see Tally, like, with a little bit of baby spit up on her shirt. And she hasn't been out of the house in so long because she's nursing and has these small babies. And what does she see the very first time she meets Aaron? We'll let her tell you a popular girl which is so funny because I'm like I, I guess I was too right but right. <laughs> for whatever reason she's just like oh she's like that blonde popular girl like that right, I didn't know right. what she looked like I just knew that we both loved theater and we just had great conversation yes. and well, we're and both friends. pro breastfeeding and, yes, and babies like, yeah and... that was like the main connection so then when I saw her and she's like you know work in the room and stuff and I'm like oh she's very fancy and popular I have friends on social media, and I've been friends, of course, with most of them throughout my adult life. And maybe we were best friends in college, or really close friends, or sweet mates, something like that. And of course, now we don't see each other every day, and we don't talk every day, and certainly not on the phone, because I'm not a fan of talking on the phone. Honestly, I think part of the success of their relationship is about proximity. I think when people live in the same town, it's so much easier to maintain a relationship. Uh, But still, to be unwavering best friends for 20 years, 20 plus years, that really is something to brag about. Many of us, myself included, have marriages that didn't last that long. So what is the glue that keeps adult friendships holding together? romance is how you make that happen and i remind people most y'all suck at being romantically paired because you don't know who to pick because you're not healthy people i lucked out i picked a good person we don't all right 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 and so everyone's looking to their romantic relationships to like fulfill their deepest needs and half or more than half i mean half the marriages end in divorce how many times do you just break up with someone so almost all like most 80 percent of all the romantic relationships that people ever have fail Go for a friend of your needs with a friend there's really just one right that you don't we just don't have sex together with each other we do have sex, <laughs> we have sex with, with other each people other. <laughs> <laughs> we've often uh, said that later thank in you life for the I, clarification. Don't know I have sex if we decide later in life that we're going to be in a domestic partnership what we say? I'm going to bake for you instead right. of sex and you're going to cook I'm gonna for do. me what a, yeah I like to cook cook yeah You know, romance and friendships are often really similar at first. You meet a new person and you get really excited about the possibilities. Your brain makes all kinds of feel-good hormones and you literally become intoxicated. You can't wait to see the friend. You can't wait to talk to them again. Sometimes you let those feelings take over and make an unwise decision in the moment. You get into this relationship with someone only to discover later, if you're lucky, six months or a year down the road, and it begins to dawn on you that you actually don't share the same values or have enough in common to maintain the relationship. Then you feel bad when you have to break up with this friend or maybe you don't break up maybe you just ghost 
Women seem to be not great at breaking up with other women through friendships. It's something we lack. When you're in that situation and you're having to painfully decide what to do next, it becomes a matter of, do I really want to tell this person why I'm not feeling it? Or do I want to just kind of gradually step out of the room? The thing about telling someone right out the bat while it is so honest, right? And we want to be honest people. I believe everyone wants to be an honest person. But then, you know, you have this struggle. If I'm honest with her, she's going to feel the need to defend herself. She's going to, of course, right? Like I would feel the need to defend myself if I had a friend who wanted to say, hey, Denise, you know, you're a little sarcastic for me. I don't really appreciate sarcasm. And um, when we first met, you know, it was kind of cute, but now, like, I don't like it, and I don't expect you to change, so I'm going to walk away from our relationship. I hope you can understand. I would be like, what? Me? Sarcastic? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't go well. <laughs> so I think that we kind of decide to either completely ghost and just are unavailable all of a sudden or we just slowly but surely begin to ease our way out of the friendship room. It's a really painful decision. A sociologist surveyed 1,007 men and women between the ages of 18 and 65 and was able to re-interview 604 of them seven years later. Over that time, the size of an individual social network remained strikingly stable in terms of numbers. So in other words, if they mostly all had about eight friends, seven years later, they still had the same number of friends. They still had eight friends, but they did not have the same friends. New friends replaced old ones, and only 30% of the original friendships remained. Now... You can chalk that up to maybe some folks passed away. You could chalk it up to, I think a large part of that number would be that people have moved. Um, sometimes when people get a divorce, you find out that actually the, the friendship you had as a couple was really about the other person and not you, and then you lose those friends. So I think there's lots of extenuating circumstances, but at the same time, I think about my own life and my own trajectory of friendships, and absolutely, I have had a lot of friends over the year, but only a handful have stayed and remained true. Opposites attract may or may not fit the two of them. They have the love for musical theater. They have similar, if not the same, political views. They share spiritual values. They're both moms and they enjoy some of the same kinds of activities. Like we lucked out, we found someone who we were so well matched with. Really, I mean, right, that's the thing, like Tally was married and then she's divorced and now she's married. She didn't get divorced because she's not a good person. She got divorced because she was like poorly matched with a not healthy guy. We just lucked out and got well matched. Like I married my husband because we just got lucky. We Like I just don't think 
Am I explaining that well? I think we so, lucked but, out, uh, but I, I don't completely agree with you. Oh. I think it's half and half. We lucked out and then we also decided to work to continue our friendship because it hasn't been without problems. Yeah. There's been a few bumps that we chose to work out. That's true. That is true. And, but also along the way, I think we like, like a good marriage, we've challenged each other's beliefs along the years and like politically, sociopolitically, not challenged, like, like we believe complete opposite things, but where I say like, have you heard of this? That's an interesting thought. And then it's like, I don't know if I agree with that. And we talked through it and we just like really in, in many ways, like a marriage, I think you kind of see each other points of view and you come to it. It's like why they say married. It's why you're blonde now. When you're married, you get closer and closer, like to you're almost like the same person. Like our beliefs, we've kind of like, they've just along the road as we've walked have kind of really matched up, but it's come from both of us being like, why do you think that? And oh, I don't know. And then, oh, I never thought of it that way. And so we've grown a lot together and chosen that, but also, I mean, geographically we were close. We had kids right. the same age. We had a whole bunch of boys yeah, together. We had a lot going We for worked us. together. We were both obsessed with musical theater. We right. could do, we could sing full shows, entire scores, top to bottom. We could do it right now. Are you ready? I wonder if there's a Guinness Book of World Records for how long you could just nonstop sing a show without looking at the music. I don't know. We'll find okay. out. Hey, um, But yes, all that is true. And I do think that like, yes, ideologically, intellectually, spiritually, there were a lot of ways that we were well matched. Not always exactly the same thinking at exactly the same time, mm -hmm. but we were well matched in all those ways so that we continued to, yeah, challenge each other. And also like we're both really open-minded people. Theater people are open to all new experiences Generally, and new yeah. people. You don't judge someone because they're different. You like get to know it. Um, we were both a fairly emotionally mature, like intellectual, like we, yeah, there's a lot in common and we were both open to we were both healthy enough to be able to have a good friendship and not like, we never had dumb fights where it's like, no, she said something to someone and it's no. been, I'm not talking to her for three weeks. Yeah, no, like, that's we were never mature. happened. The bumps were pretty <laughs> serious and big bumps and things. very few. So what's a person to do if they want to make a new friend and they want to maybe cultivate that into a very best friend? It requires some vulnerability, um, you know, Danielle, Dankowski. Mm -hmm. Like when my kids were starting school and I mean, I had Tally, but like I wanted to, as I say, diversify my friend portfolio. Like you want to have more than <laughs> one friend, right? Right. Um, yeah, ideally, right? What? I, you have other friends? I mean, <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> my only friend. I thought it was just me. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, I know, rude. So I, I wrote an email to someone and I was like, Hey, listen, we both stand outside and wait for our kids after school. And this is going to sound weird. And if you don't want to respond, cause it's weird, then just don't respond. But like, I like you. And I think we'd be really good friends. And I think we have similar interests and levels of education. And you just stand out as someone to me that I'd like to be friends with. So I want to invite you to lunch. And if you want to go to lunch, I would love that. And if you don't, that's totally fine too. And she was like, Oh my gosh, yes, please. Oh yes, please. Cause it's hard to find people, but somebody, I always say, somebody has got to be the person who does the stuff, plans, the dates, plans, the romantic getaways, plans, the girlfriend parties, plans, the lunches. Like which of you is that, which one of you are, is that person? It's both think? of us. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, like really? That, okay. Right, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody mm -hmm. has to do it, but it's somebody has to, yeah. So we know it takes commitment and we know that it means that you have to really love somebody to work through the stuff. But what happens when you have a big, let's call it a bump, and there's an evening where 
other people get involved, maybe your significant others, maybe your children, maybe a sister, maybe parents. They get involved, lines are drawn in the sand, and now you have to figure out how to navigate what's become something really tense and very painful. Tally and Aaron talk about such a night for them. It wasn't like the two of us had a fight one night and right. other people were there. No. Right. It wasn't about. Oh, so we fundamentally, it, it wasn't about like between friends. Because do you remember? It was like there was like a break. Well, there. Yeah. How long did that there, break last? Break. You know. I don't know. There was a few months before we really like hashed it out. Yeah, and we just. And what like, happened? What? Who? Who gave in? Who's the one who picked up the oh. phone? I will always apologize. I have no shame. Yeah, I always apologize. Yeah, yeah. The apologizing like, wasn't the problem. Yeah, it was just that it's a, a complex issue, and so with trying, multiple people. Who yeah, agreeing, so trying right. to deal with it. Yeah, it was just difficult. Did you ever say to those multiple people, "Butt out"? This is well, none of your business. No, it, kind of include no, it was their yeah. business. Well, and it's so funny, oh. if you have a really good friendship and. Either your mother doesn't like the person or your spouse or your sister mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. your church group. Like if you have other people in your life who have an issue with someone you're close to, your spouse, your best friend, whatever, like it gets sticky. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, at some point you have to decide, like, um, I'm still going to be friends with this person and I'm still going to continue relationship with this person. And I'm going to work it out with both of you. And if we could all work it out together, that would be great. But whether we do or not, yeah, you like, both well, mean the world to me and I'm not letting go of either one of you. So, gotcha. um, so we just decided to work it out. And at first it was hard. Sticky. Yeah. Yeah. And the other parties also continued to work on things yeah I mean what a growth experience right because that yeah. was a decade ago yeah 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 so yeah I was gonna ask you so hmm I don't want to ask I don't want to ask really specific questions because I don't want to give I don't want to talk about the the event because I don't want to make people uncomfortable or bring up old shit right so uh but I do I do want to say that that act of coming back together the awkwardness that that brings like a lot of people would have gone you know this is just not worth it. it's too awkward it's too uncomfortable I just can't do it right. and you often have to choose whether you want to or not you often have to choose family over a friend right mm -hmm. but clearly you guys didn't do that so was there this big talk of we're going to choose each other and we're not going to let these people we're not going to let that person or this family member or whatever or your I didn't feel like I loved her so know. much I would do whatever it took to fix it like we already had such a good friendship that right well, well 10 years in the making right right yeah yeah right. I believe that if either one of us saw the other in a position where they were so weak that they were being harmed and there was nothing to be done and they needed to be rescued we would do that for each other but I think mm -hmm. that in this situation, um, one of us saw the other person and thought, that sucks. I sort of want to rescue them. It looks like they're handling it. Like it right. looks like it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, and so I have to continue to be a witness to this thing that completely sucks, but everybody seems like they're trying to make it better. So 
I'll ride this out for another year. And a year mm -hmm. later, it's like, okay, now it's better. It's a little better now. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I guess it's okay. I think is kind of how it went. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. So it's a commitment. Yeah, it's a it's a commitment. It's a commitment I mean, it's not, not only relationship to, to let something end it. So right, just but it, figure out how to walk through it. Sure, and it's not just a commitment to the friendship. It's also a commitment to your own and their mental health. Right, Erin, mm -hmm. you're you're making a decision to try to be mature and have some emotional IQ about things. Right, right. And when you make those kinds of commitments together, I think relationships have a much better chance of making it and going through some hard stuff and coming out on the other end well and it's at its deepest core like i feel like anymore especially with what's going on in the country like your religious and or socio-political beliefs seem to really define people and put them into categories and there was like at no point in time where i ever questioned like who she is as a person her heart her soul her beliefs who she was in the world, like none of that was an issue. Like if you're friends with someone and then all of a sudden you find out they're very racist, like that to me is a like, okay, that's not, this is not who I thought they were. That's like a deep core of who they are. Can you be close to someone like that? No, like I don't right. know how you possibly can. So it was surface stuff. I mean, in the moment it felt like it was the whole entire world, right? Like it's your right. whole world, but it was just relational confrontation, people being uncomfortable, being frustrated, unhappy, conflict, but it wasn't like the core of who we were or our friendship. Correct. Right. I also think it's important to note that it could have gone a different way and we could still be friends. We just wouldn't be the friends that we are still. I think that, right. um, so it could have gone that a couple months passed and then like, let's say you and me and Hillary and April all got together again and we like played cards and ate food and that was nice. <laughs> I didn't talk about it. And we never talked about it. Right, right. But we have always had a like that deep of a relationship that we talk about the things that matter most to us and we talk about. Mm -hmm. So, so we are not just, we're just not the type of people to have done that. Like, um, like we're more um, aware and healthy. Yeah, You're we, not going to just pretend. We want to have the deep relationship with each other, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it could have, it could have been that we were still friends today. We just wouldn't have the deep friendship that we do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm friends with other people that I know less about. I, mm -hmm. um, it's not that I care less for them. I just, we just don't have that deep connection and we haven't right. fostered it. And for whatever reason, neither one of us are seeking it per se, mm -hmm. you know, you mm -hmm. can be friends, you can be social with people, you know, sure. but, but we decided not to just hang out or have lunch and, you know, shoot the shit. Is that okay to say? I'm sorry. Yes. Just keep things at a more surface level. We had a lot in common. We could talk about, we could talk about what's on Broadway. We could talk about like, we could have just kept it there after right, that, let's right. say. But, mm -hmm. but neither one of us wanted to do that. And so we didn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My point is it's not either don't have the friendship or have the friendship. There are also different types of friendships. Sure. We just decided to continue Go our deep, deep relationship. Yeah, right. yeah. And not just gloss over conflict, but like actually figure it out. Address it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, I mean, that's pretty, that's mature. I don't think... I think a lot of people don't have those don't have those kinds of friendships. I think 
my sister and I are very close and we would probably do that to an extent, but there are some things that I don't talk about with her mm-hmm. because I know it would affect us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to find someone with whom you're very, very similarly aligned. It means commitment. It means love. It means being willing to, um, you know, let somebody cry over something, whether it's stupid or not. Um, <laughs> it means being uh, ready to help to the best of your capacity when that person needs help. Commitment is good. Commitment to um, to valuing a relationship where you hope it challenges you to be your best self and that you can help raise someone else up to be better than who they are too. That the two of you, what iron sharpens iron, right? Yep. So finding someone who challenges you, um, but also the flip side, like I think when I think of friendship, I think that it should be the person that you laugh harder with than anyone who cracks you up, who's smart and funny. Um, and yeah, that you just like, that you just get life from, like that you love being around and that you have so much in common that you end up having an unspoken language, very much like sisters. Right. There's those games. I don't know which game it is. Oh, it's Taboo. Do you know Taboo? It's a game where you have mm-hmm. like, like at the top, it says circus, but you're not allowed to say monkeys, Elephants. rings, Barnum Clowns. and Bailey. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so you get, you go circus. And with Colleen, I'd say uh, in 1975 in the summer, you wore blue shorts. I wore pink. She's like circus. I'm like, yes. And everyone was like, <laughs> what? That's so unfair. Like, but you know, like you just know there's like a history there. And so, yeah, you just keep committing to, even when things are annoying or dumb or you're frustrated or one of you is annoyed or that makes us annoying or <laughs> so many inside jokes um that you just you just plod through because tomorrow's another day and you're not always going to be your best self every day and you just there's no giving up on it it's funny though because you touched on you said like um you know laughing and because we've gotten so heavy and so deep for like well, we the last together, half of no. this yeah, right, right. Oh, I think oh it's right now no, in not in that. Yeah, not in life. But the truth is that most of the time when we're together, we are laughing our asses off, singing, mm-hmm. singing, back and forth. having fun, not finishing sentences, but still knowing what the other person said. All the time she'll say something or I will. And I'll be like, that's because that's what he said. And then she goes, that's because what he said. That's because what he said. And I'm like, uh, Book of Mormon, Book of Mormon. Yes, or whatever. <laughs> it's always like, it's never a show that all the lines, all the shows, all the time, our heads going right, all the time. Right, right. It's like we share a hard but, drive. But, and there's, but there's, a, there's, an there's an ease is what I want to say. You know, yes, we've had that stuff and we had to get over that. But most of the time that we're together, like going on vacation with Aaron is the most fun vacation because we just get each other and we just kind of, ebb and flow and you know I want to walk and do this and do that and she wants to do this and do that and we rest and we're fine and I don't feel like doing that okay like neither one of us gets upset and like for that day-to-day stuff we don't have arguments about that like she said we never like "Uh, she wore the same color nail polish as me like (laughs) none of that like there's none of that so Mm -hmm. there's so much ease and fun because of that so I will say as we wrap up, but I do think one of the things, women, especially women, um, whatever, over 30, like not maybe kids today, but like women are, have been taught and raised in a society where we are taught to be codependent. We worry what everyone else thinks. We're taught to value ourselves based on if other people value us, or if we fit the values of what society says makes a person valuable. So we're constantly morphing 
to be what we think people want or need so they won't be mad at us or so they will like us or so we can get things. And there's something about a really true authentic friendship, which is being vulnerable enough to, yeah, say like, I don't, I don't want to eat Italian. And your friend's like, but I really want it. That's what I want. Going, okay, but I don't. And they're like, okay. Instead of going, oh, okay. And then it's like this half-assed fake friendship where you're just doing stuff for other people because you don't want to make them mad, but you're never really being your real self. And that's a silly small example, but that is true. Like we can travel together and we can be like, let's go do this thing. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. And then like, well, but I do. All right, then let's just do different things today. Or we'll do your thing today and I'll do mine tomorrow and you won't be as happy today and I won't tomorrow, but we'll just being really true and authentic and unguarded and giving your true self to it and risking the fact that they might not like it. But then if you're both mature and healthy enough, like you work through it and it creates like a lot of depth, I think, in a relationship. And that does a little bit come back to though how lucky we are because the, I mean, the truth is so often we're just aligned anyway. So there doesn't have to be an argument because we're like, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right. But we are like, and also just being really emotionally healthy people, which like you alluded to also earlier is just like really working on yourself. Like I've been in therapy, you've been in therapy, the people in our families, like we've, I don't know if there's anyone who hasn't been in therapy around us. <laughs> like I all mean, of our friends, Charlie and Ruby are 14. Okay. Well, they're 11, little still. But- <laughs> like, like, all the people. Oh, just wait. They'll be in therapy. Yes, I, all- I'm assuming they'll be in therapy. It'll be my fault. <laughs> well, <hello>. Of course. <laughs> always is right 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 all right but yeah that's freud Mm -hmm. it's always the mother's fault yeah (laughs) yeah i love that that's great that's a great wrap up Mm -hmm. very good cool well thank you ladies for talking about your friendship and for giving us some really good things to think about i think in terms of how you choose your friends and how you choose to uh, stay in it and the one thing that you didn't say that friendship was and that is commitment I said that did you say commitment I said that I, I kept like- I kept waiting for you to say the word commitment I said commitment I feel like love. I did too but maybe not now you have to rewind and find you're out. gonna have to listen because I'm pretty sure I said commitment yeah, I said I it with an know. accent though oh well maybe you said love <laughs> I and I know it's no, I just mean because she's Southern. You said, okay, yeah, all right. You said love you and love and what was the other word you I said, said? Commitment and love. Girl, I can't I'm wait to go sure. back because I think I said commitment too. I can't wait to find out. Make, who's delusional? None of, this is a great. No, 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 no. I take that. I totally take that back. You're right. You did. I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm clearly having a third day of a fast brain moment. Oh, be, that can happen. Let's just name it that. Let's call it that. Because okay. actually what I was waiting for was unconditional acceptance. Oh, That's what exactly. I was waiting for. Like, like just accepting someone for who they are and loving them anyway and letting them be themselves. And that's, that Which was the thing that I was sort of, though, is you're committed what, however weird or ugly it gets or. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I also think that you commit to a marriage, right? But then uh, some shit can go down and you don't accept that anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you accept them. Cause Mike, like, I mean, I'm messy. That is not changing. And at some point he could either have fought his whole <laughs> life and be angry or just accept it. Like I'm constantly coaching people yeah. to do that in marriage. Like, yeah, you're not always going to get everything you want. And at some point you have to go, literally I've said this, I think four times in the past 20 hours is people say, well, do I fight to get what I want or do I just give up and lower my standards? And I was like, I'm both. You advocate for yourself for what you want and need. And then you realize no one can hundred percent meet all those needs. And even if they try, it won't make you happy in your life. you got to figure your own crap out. So both it's not either or. Well, and decide what's a deal breaker and what's not. 
Yeah. And maybe, and maybe there's very little that are deal breakers, right? I mean, really, yeah. like, right, right. It, I'd be hard pressed. It, it, it really, like, like you were saying, Denise, even like, I mean, I don't know, political stuff, religious stuff. It depends on where you fall on the spectrum and how, you know, solidly your feet are planted. But in general, I think for friends, there's very little that people could do that you'd be like, I cannot be friends with this person now. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, general. most of it, I think we would have found it out in the first conversation. So, what does it take to be? A very best friend. I think Tally and Aaron have really summed it up well. It's a commitment to some unconditional love and care about another person. And it's not always easy. And accepting that it's not going to be easy and realizing that it's not going to be easy, but being willing to get through the trenches with the other person because you love and care about them is an important highly sought after skill when it comes to friendship if you can find a person or people that are like that in your life who aren't petty who really want to be in the trenches with you and want to get through the relationship with you and see your value you're a really lucky person if you have trouble finding that person remember you're not alone those kinds of relationships are difficult to find and it's not about you it's become harder with social media and let's face it harder with covid so one of the ways that you can have a really meaningful relationship is to be that person for someone Be the good friend to someone who's going through something. Be the person who stands by another person when someone is gossiping or saying crappy things about someone that's not in the room. Be the stand-up friend. And you'll find that not only do people admire that about you, but they'll also seek you out because they'll feel safe with you. They'll feel like they have a safe haven for friendship with you so my mom was always right if you want a friend be a friend thank you thanks for telling your story it was fun thanks for having us thank you ladies thank Thank you so much thank you so much for listening and join us in two weeks when we'll have new guests new stories and maybe some new surprises See you then, and don't forget, subscribe, send it to a friend, and write us a review.